Do you think you're being cheated on by a narcissist? Do you want to know for sure? Today we're going to talk about the top 10 signs of a cheating narcissist. Let's get started. My name is Angie Atkinson and on this channel I offer free daily video coaching to help you discover, understand, and overcome narcissistic abuse and toxic relationships. If that sounds good to you, hit that subscribe button and let's get going. But first, do you have your coffee? Today I'm using my cup from my assistant and friend Jamie that says, always believe that something wonderful is going to happen. I love it. <laughs> All right, let's do this. So today we're going to talk about the top 10 signs of a cheating spouse. So let me ask you, do you think that your narcissist is cheating on you? If you do think that your spouse or partner is cheating, you might be looking for confirmation, right? Well, before you take steps to start spying on your spouse, and before you decide to hire a PI or stalk them in the streets, <laughs> before you decide to do something that you don't really want to do or that you don't want to have to do, let's talk about the science, all right? If your spouse is cheating on you or your partner is cheating on you, there are certain things that you can watch for. The first thing is a change in physical appearance. So people who are cheating, a lot of the time, they want to impress or entice the person that they're having an affair with, okay, inappropriate relations as it were. When they're doing that, they often change or improve their appearance in ways that they haven't before or that they haven't since y'all started getting, you know, going out in the first place. When they do that, you know, they might start paying more attention to their clothes, their weight, they might uh, suddenly, they just change things about themselves that, you know, you notice and they're not trying to do it for your attention sometimes. You know what I'm talking about? All right, number two, distance or lack of communication. So if previously, you know, everything was great, which with a narcissist it might not have been, but did you recently notice that you were having a difference in communication, your, your spouse wasn't communicating as well, or suddenly they started talking to you more and, and over, over explaining? or they stop talking to you and they distance themselves from you at home in a way that they hadn't before, well, there's a good chance they might be cheating on you. If it's because they, they're not talking to you because maybe they're afraid of making a mistake and accidentally mentioning something about the affair, or maybe they're just discussing their problems with another person already. And with a narcissist, it would make sense because they tend to overcompensate sometimes. Like if they think that maybe you're going to leave them or they're bored with you or whatever, they're going to look for another relationship. They're going to look for someone, you know, another branch. A narcissist never lets go of the first branch until they have control of the second branch. Number three, they constantly work late. Did they always work late or suddenly, you know, depending on them or their career, they really might have to work late sometimes. But with that being said, you know, be on the lookout for a change in schedule. Be on the lookout for things that are different. You just use your best judgment, your gut, your intuition, it knows. If your husband or wife suddenly started working late and there's no logical explanation for it or if the explanation seems too convenient or whatever, understand that some careers do require late night work. If they work in a factory and they usually work the 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift and suddenly they're like, I'm gonna work extra nights all week and you don't see it in the paycheck, might be cheating. Number four, they spend too much time with their friends. Now that doesn't always mean they're a cheater. Spending time with friends is normal and healthy. In fact, it really does help to your, your relationship if, if your spouse and yourself have friends outside of it. But as y'all know, with narcissists, a lot of times they make sure you don't have 
very many friends outside the relationship and they, they try to keep you kind of isolated. But if all of a sudden they start hanging out with new friends or they spend more time with friends than usual, it might be something to concern yourself with. So look for the appearance of new friends, look for you know an increased amount of time. I'm, I'm just going to Billy Bob's house over here, whatever. If your husband or wife has gone from spending one night a week with friends to three or more, you might be getting cheated on. Number five, you don't know where they are. So when you're married, there's never really a reason that you shouldn't know where your spouse is. So if you know where your spouse is, then you're good. If you don't know, chances are your spouse is cheating. If they arrive home, they better have a good reason for being late or not letting you know where they were. There's a, there's an app you can get called Life360 that my family and I use. And my husband suggested to me that we put it on our phones partially to keep track of the kids and partially just for convenience sake so that we know, okay, well, we're almost home or this is happening or whatever. Now, if someone's cheating on you, they're going to not want to be on GPS. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Number six, you hear rumors, you hear things. A lot of times people aren't careful with when they're cheating. So this will involve them telling someone else or someone seeing them out on a date with a, with another person. And in these types of situations, people by nature, they're, they're going to talk about it. So listen to what you hear. If people are telling you that your spouse is cheating, there's probably a reason for that and it might be time to start listening. Number seven, no sex. If your relationship has recently become sex-free or the sex has changed, it's uh, less often or more often, there's a good chance that your spouse is cheating on you. Now, men and women who get sex elsewhere, they don't usually always need to have it again when they return home, but in some cases they do anyway because of guilt issues and weird sex issues. If the sex has suddenly changed and everything's different, something to concern yourself with. Number eight, you're accused of cheating because you all know that narcissists project. Obviously, in our society with the way the internet works and everything else these days, cheating is a big concern. Half of all marriages end in divorce and I would bet that a large percentage of those are due to cheating. If your spouse accuses you of cheating, if you have displayed behavior that leads them to that conclusion, there's a good reason, you know, for them to say that. But in most cases, if you haven't, there's a good chance that they're accusing you of cheating because it makes themselves feel less guilty. Projection common narcissistic behavior. Number nine, hearing the phrase, oh, we're just friends. Yeah, the just friends phrase is a big sign of a cheater. As with all other friendships, it's important to keep your mind out, you know, open and use your best judgment. But if the friend is of the opposite sex and recently acquired, something might be up. Can men and women be friends without being sexually attracted to each other? Yeah, I think so. Does it happen where a married person hooks up with a friend of the opposite sex that is separate from your spouse, if your spouse is friends with someone of the opposite sex, you should also be friends with them if you can. But that doesn't mean that it's clear. I just talked to a client yesterday who was telling me that she was in a situation where her spouse would was cheating with two other people and he would bring those people to their home for holidays and stuff and pretend that they were friends and, and they kind of got off knowing they were cheating with him and he kind of got off on it while the wife was being clueless and pretend, trying to be friends with these women. That's a typical narcissist for you. Just let's dig it in a little deeper, you know? Number 10, bad feelings. If, if you feel in your gut that something is wrong, it might be wrong. Bad feelings are not something that should be easily dismissed in this case. If you have a reason to believe that your narcissist is cheating on you, they really might be cheating on you. If you don't want to be in a relationship with a cheater, if you, you know, if you want a monogamous relationship, you have a right to have one. Please follow your heart here. So what causes us to be cheated on? What causes someone to cheat on us? What causes us to cheat when we cheat? It's a good question, right? Is it because, you know, if a narcissist cheats, is a narcissist a self, you know, a self-absorbed jerk? Maybe. 
is there just dysfunction that can be fixed, you know, below the surface? Maybe. But from what I understand, most research tells me that there's a pretty common set of personality traits that, you know, occur among cheaters. Uh, things that are different from those who don't cheat, okay? The sooner we understand what these traits are, the sooner we are going to be able to protect ourselves um, from having this happen to us again, or at all, right? So let's get started on that, all right? We're going to start with the obvious number one um, kind of cheater or type of trait that cheaters tend to have. Again, this is not always the case because in some cases people are abused by a narcissist and some people will cheat because of the abuse, but it's not very often, but it does happen. Uh, anyway, but so the number one trait of most cheaters is they're narcissists. Um, in, in most cases, uh, at the very least, if they're not a narcissist, they have certain, I, I think they're somewhere on the spectrum, all right? So, you know, they tend to be very selfish, they tend to be a little greedy, they tend to think only of themselves. And a narcissist typically will be very blatant with their sense of entitlement. Uh, they will do whatever they need to do or they think they need to do in order to get their narcissistic supply. And of course, they're always happy to go above and beyond the gull of duty when it comes to that. You know what I'm talking about? So <laughs> the thing is that we all know what narcissistic supply is, don't we? But just in case we don't. Um, it's it, it basically means the person... It, it, it's the type of support that you give the narcissist. It is, uh, you offer them a certain amount of, you know, pedestal, pedestal holding. You hold them up on a pedestal, right? Or you, um, you know, you give them emotional support or you give them financial support or you help them in their career or whatever, okay? You have some quality that the narcissist likes about you. That's what makes you a narcissistic supply. Um, it, it, it tends to be, uh, I think that, that why we call ourselves narcissistic supply when we are abused by a narcissist is because narcissists, um, literally use us like objects or, you know, supply, uh, to feed their ego. It's kind of like a, a vampire sucking the blood out of someone they need the blood to survive. Well, the narcissist needs the attention and the supply to continue to survive as his or her false self. Make sense? Okay. So essentially, to put it basically, not only are narcissists self-absorbed, but they're always looking for a better deal. They're always looking for their best interest and they're always only concerned with their own feelings. They lack empathy. Okay, like I always tell you, I think that's the biggest and possibly the most um, significant similarity between toxic narcissists. They don't have empathy. They don't care how you feel. And they don't, even if they understand how you feel, they don't feel it the way normal people do. You know, so that therefore they will go above and beyond what a normal person would when it comes to insulting you, hurting you, lying, cheating, stealing, everything else. Okay, so they have no guilt. All right. Let's move on to number two, shall we? So let's get another one out of the way, number two. Narcissists and cheaters, narcissistic cheaters, have a tendency to be able to look you right in the eyes and lie to you 
without even blinking an eyelash. All right. They will tell stories that are so insane that literally, what are you going to do? You almost have to believe them. And you guys can probably all think of a time when you were told a stupid story that wasn't true and that you had to believe it even though, you know, even though you knew better, right? So we tend to believe the stories because narcissists are incredibly good at lying. Cheaters, incredibly good at lying. You cannot help but believe them. Um, it makes it sound so convincing the way they speak to us. Their lives are incredibly full of deception. The line between truth and fiction, absolutely, positively blurred. You cannot see it. It is gone. Okay. You will. You might find yourself being able to kind of tell when they, you know, when they're lying as you get to know them. But in the beginning, forget about it. You will not see it. And and if you don't. If you trust them as much as they want you to trust them, there are there's a big chance that you're absolutely going to miss any sign of cheating. Um, their lives are all about lying. Not all liars are cheaters, okay? But you can't be a cheater and not be a liar. That's how it goes. So you have to understand, we have a narcissistic liar <laughs> so far, okay? Let's go on to number three, jealousy, all right? Narcissists tend to project their emotions, as we all know, and that's how the jealousy factor plays in, okay, because the fact is, narcissists, cheaters, they will constantly tell you, you know, that's inappropriate behavior with the opposite sex, or, you know, don't flirt with other other men slash women, whichever your partner's into, you know, or don't, you know, the very fact that they can simply be unfaithful in the first place, the fact that they are willing to cheat on you is exactly why they constantly accuse you of cheating on them. It's just projection, okay? They're so deep into it and they're so scared of being caught or not. They're so into the whole cheating thing that they're literally thinking themselves, well, if I'm doing it, maybe he or she is also doing it. Feel me? Okay, so honestly, it's projecting. It's projection. So understand if your partner starts accusing you of being crazy, starts acting like, you know, you've done something wrong, starts calling you out on, I don't know, stealing money from the family or him, you know, anything that they accuse you of, it's there's a chance that they're also doing that thing. All right. Okay. Let's uh, go on to number four. Another thing that cheaters and narcissists tend to have in common, cheating narcissists, is that you can never be enough for them, okay? It does not matter what you do, there's always a problem. You, They want more money, they need more, you know, recognition at work, or they need more of your attention, or they need more attention from your friends. They will not be happy or satisfied, not for long anyway. And the fact is that because narcissists are often secretly very insecure, they require a constant supply, supply, of admiration, attention, ego boosts, you know, stroking, you know what I'm saying? They are constantly looking for the next the big thing, the next piece of, they, they tend, you know, they have a low threshold for relaxation, they, not relaxation, they have a low threshold for boredom, and they're bored very quickly, you know what I'm saying? And so they really always need something to keep them going, keep them excited and happy. Now, of course, 
you you will try to fulfill all of those needs and but but what will happen is that you will give 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 they will they will take 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 and it will still never 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 be enough okay and because of that they always want to feel like they're the center of attention they want to feel needed wanted excited about everything new love is good for that but don't make the mistake of thinking that it's always about new love okay the fact is that it's really just about excitement sometimes they like the idea of sneaking around behind someone's back uh, I had their their fetishes are very strange you never know what they will be okay they might cheat on you with their best your best friend just because it's taboo or your sister or your mom or your brother or your dad or some other weirdness like that okay the fact is narcissists don't give a shit they just want to be the center of the world and they want everyone to think they're amazing and awesome and perfect and if you're not thinking they're amazing and awesome and perfect they'll be happy to hurt you and hurt you and hurt you and brainwash you until you have no choice but to continue to bow down to them if you become especially adept at pleasing them especially adept at you know fighting with them in a way that they enjoy which you will almost certainly not enjoy then you might get stuck on the long supply list where you you stay in, in their little circle of supply some people like to call it a narcissistic harem uh, and and you become one of many sources if you're not already yeah all right so another trait of a cheating narcissist is flirting all right yeah sure they're not always huge flirts sometimes narcissists are a little bit reserved those are the more introverted narcissists the covert type right but in general even the covert narcissist might flirt just differently than the overt narcissist okay they in general narcissists now of course there are such things as asexual people in the world but in general narcissists need incredible amount of validation and especially regarding their appearance and their ability to pull one right so they are always looking to get attention from the opposite sex or the same sex whatever they're into they will see any kind of flirt even an innocent flirt or a friendly gesture as an invitation for further you know potential activity hmm? so what happens is that they'll start to mess with you in the process and mess with your self-esteem because you know they lack self-esteem and so of course they require additional bolstering from other people but they will a lot of times they will flirt in front of you with someone else and then if you call them on it they're like oh, you're so insecure stop it you're so what is wrong with you you're crazy and this goes on and on and then what ends up happening is they develop like a sense of self-righteousness about it and you stop trying you stop trying to you know feel like you're not crazy they they push you into this corner and they they keep expanding on how crazy you are and how bad you are and how terrible you are and how insecure you are and maybe even point out physical flaws or mental flaws about you over and over again brainwashing you into believing that well this allows them to do whatever the hell they want because if you have the nerve to say even one single thing about where are you going who are you going with why is this happening 
you know, why did I see you on Facebook in a picture with a girl at lunchtime and you said you were going out with the guys for lunch? Whatever. You know, they're like, look, you are too bossy. You are too, you know, you treat me like a kid. I'm not your son. I'm not my daughter. You're not my mom. You're not my dad. You know, what's wrong with you? You're crazy. You're insecure. They they turn it all around and, and they put you in this position where you're literally feeling paralyzed. Like, you're supposed to blindly trust them and you're not allowed to question them at all. Feel me? It's no good. So, yeah. Let's go on to number six. As I mentioned before, narcissists are notoriously insecure. The sad part of this deal is that a lot of times they're that way because they have been abused in their childhood. So, or they were neglected, or sometimes they were bullied at school, or they were bullied by, you know, a teacher, or they were otherwise hurt. I heard today someone who said that they had a fine childhood, but the army turned the person into a narcissist. So it's just, everything is, everyone's different, but there has been some trauma in the narcissist's life, I think, in most cases, except for the acquired situational narcissist. Uh, in most cases there has been some trauma to cause this person to kind of do a 180 and become something that they wouldn't maybe have otherwise become okay so a lot of times <clears throat> their own same-sex role models were in terrible relationships and they you know their parents so their mother their father and 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 a lot of times um, they become so emotionally dependent on their partners uh, I, I've noticed that people who didn't have a same-sex parent in the house sometimes have grown up to become narcissists if they don't become empaths. Not always, because some moms get it, and some moms do their very best to, you know, they do the research, they study, they try to figure it out, but my god, how can you expect anyone to know that their, their child could potentially become a narcissist, and even if they could, how can you expect anyone to really fix the problem if they don't know it in advance? But you know, one thing that happens in some cases is that a parent dies and the child is overindulged. And then in some cases, um, a parent goes away and, and the child is ignored or neglected or vice versa. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes you have two parents fighting over a child and that child is spoiled rotten by both sides and fought over in the process. And essentially the child is back and forth and, and it sounds like well why would that be traumatic I mean the kid gets spoiled rotten who cares well what you're not seeing there is the emotional torment of being literally almost forced to choose between your mother and father or either that or lie to both parents and say that you prefer them to the other and that can be really mess that can really mess a kid's head up okay so the very thing that they want is to feel wanted because they may not have felt wanted. They want to feel desired. They, the reason that they cheat often is because the fear of being alone is so huge that they need a backup plan. Narcissists often have a big fear of abandonment. And if you think that you are in a situation with a narcissist who is emotionally dependent on you or codependent on you, um, you know, they may not, you might think, well, they would never risk losing me for an affair, right? But the catch is that they think they need to keep a backup plan because they think you're already going to leave them. They 
secretly think that. And of course, they'll do everything in their power to keep you under in their clutches while you while they can, and that's why they manipulate so hard and everything else. So they have this fear of being alone, but they have the same on on the flip side of that, they don't really give a crap about you as an individual. It doesn't matter who's in the spot as long as it's someone. And so some narcissists cheat for that very reason. Not all of them, but some of them do. Do you think you might have known a narcissist who did that? Or do you think that it was just completely with disregard for who you were? Something to think about, all right? Let's go on to number seven, thrill-seeking. Thrill-seekers, they need, like I said earlier in this video, you know, narcissists become extreme risk-takers. They, they cannot, you know, they cannot stop because they need that rush. They need to feel that's something important. And we've talked about this before. I've talked about the science of this with you. Not, narcissists need excitement, excessive excitement often, because if they don't get it, they feel bored, they feel tired, but it's because they, they, they literally feel like addicted to this type of thrill. Uh, and it's because of the fact that their bodies don't produce dopamine properly. We have the same problem as people who were abused by a narcissist. Uh, they kind of infect us almost with it. But uh, so when they when they have had to learn to deal with whatever it was that caused them to be here in the first place, they lost the ability to properly produce dopamine, and so they need those adrenaline rushes. So it's kind of sometimes sneaking around and cheating is exciting, and narcissists will continue to do it in order to get that secret thrill. If they really care about you, they might hide it, <laughs> but they might still do it. So, yeah, and if it's not sex, it might be drugs or something else that you don't want them to do that they're going to do anyway. So, number eight, uh, bad ethics, no ethics, lack of ethics, lies about ethics. <laughs> All right, if, you're, if your narcissist has told you, hey, I cheated in the past, look closely all right because this can very often indicate that they'll do it again you know what they say once a cheater always a cheater but I don't really know if that's entirely true in most cases I think you know I think I've I've, I've known some empaths who have been pushed to the point uh, that they were devastated and who someone else on the outside saw this and came in and kind of swooped in and the empaths have cheated does that make them wrong? Well, that's not for me to judge, okay? Uh, but in the case of a narcissist, even if they straight up swear up and down, swear to God, swear on their mother's grave, whatever, of course their mother's probably sitting somewhere over in you know, the next town because <laughs> they're lying about everything, but whatever they swear about, you know, they or swear by, they're going to swear that they will never cheat and you're their soulmate, blah, blah, blah. But then of course, if they've told you, you know, I cheated on my ex for this reason or that reason, they've pretty much said to you, I'm a cheater. So if you know that, you know, okay, now I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, yeah, but the ex was such a bad person. The ex was a crazy person. The ex was horrible and terrible and blah, 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 right? Sure, sure. That's what they all say, all right? All narcissists will tell you that, you know, my ex was a crazy bitch. My ex, my ex abused me. My ex did this. My ex did that. Now, some cases, person's telling the truth but in the case of a narcissist most of the time most of the time they're not or they're flipping it around and they're saying to you what they did to the person okay so don't buy into it understand that it doesn't matter if a person was a bitch it doesn't matter if the narcissist says well it was really already over anyway it doesn't matter all that matters is that they 
had committed to that person and before telling that person that it was over they had sex with another person you know what that is my friend that's cheating hear it like Oprah says when somebody tells you who they are what do you do you believe them hear it yeah all right we're almost done I'm sorry I keep talking um, <laughs> distorted view of reality all right cheaters narcissists where do you think they get it from oftentimes they grew up in a home where they watched one or both parents cheat uh, not always or maybe the parent was somehow abused by you know a narcissist a narcissist maybe the parent was a narcissist and abused the other parent or whatever uh, I don't believe that necessarily I mean although there have been some studies that have shown that the that narcissists have a, a reduced area of the brain that is the part that's attached to empathy but in general I don't believe that narcissism or any other kind of personality in the cluster B uh, is is actually genetic I think it's nurture versus nature in this case I think it's nurture personally I can see how some nature might be involved but I really believe it's nurture okay so narcissists because of the way they were raised in some cases they they may have seen a father womanize or they may have seen a mother cheat or they may have seen them both cheat you know they they grew up in a way that they one of their often their same-sex parent cheated and then they know nothing better they are more inclined to think it's okay or that everybody really does it you know and of course our society does not help with that when we have websites like Ashley Madison and all that crap out there you know but I always do feel kind of amused when stuff like the Ashley Madison names come out I, I think it's kind of funny I don't know anyway not not because of the victims but because the cheaters are exposed whether they like it or not because even the intention of cheating even signing up on that site shows you that there's a possibility of cheating right okay alright number 10 lack of respect or no respect inability to respect anyone else the way oh this is interesting okay so something that I find very interesting is if you watch how a man will treat his mother or a woman will treat her mother or father most often her father um, and the way they behave like behave around that parent it really tells you a lot about who they are okay if if you're if we're talking about a male if he's if he has no respect for his mother if he cusses at his mother if he's rude to his mother if he you know blah 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 one of two things is going on number one either he has no respect for women and he was modeled you know his father modeled that behavior to him growing up or number two um, he's a spoiled rotten brat and he might still be a narcissist okay uh, either way or or number three I guess the other possibility here is that the mother's a narcissist and he's had enough on the other side if you see that a narcissist holds if it's a male holds women in high regard um, because he treats his mother with love and respect or he treats another relative sister or whatever with love and respect you know then the fact is he's less likely to cheat on you same deal with a woman if you see her talking bad about men if she says that she cheated in the past if she says something like I've cheated on everybody I've ever been with except for you uh, I would question it <laughs> I would question I would not expect her to be a faithful person or or a narcissist in general 
You know, like I said, some narcissists don't cheat physically. Sometimes it's emotional affair. Sometimes they do drugs behind your back. Sometimes they go drinking behind. Sometimes it's going to strip clubs or it's porn or it's whatever, you know, porn addiction or whatever it is. Whatever it is, there is just something that it's 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 got to be a secret. It's got to be hidden. It's got to be, you know, so there it is. These are just a few of the traits that most cheaters will have in common okay and not all cheaters are narcissists like I said and not all narcissists are cheaters but a larger percentage of narcissists are cheaters than almost any other type of diagnosable part of the population <laughs> if that makes any sense so just remember this it's never acceptable it's never okay to be disrespected by anyone narcissistic or otherwise and and you owe it to yourself to to be your own backbone stand up for yourself and protect yourself in the same way that a good parent would protect a child alright sometimes we have to reparent ourselves sometimes we have to imagine ourselves as though we are as fragile as a child and we need to hold ourselves in that high of regard if you have a child or you love a child you know exactly what I'm talking about you should not make excuses for the narcissist's bad behavior okay if they're cheating, if they're lying to you, if you see them flirting with people of the opposite or same sex, depending on what y'all are into, uh, you know, verbally or emotionally abusing you, and God forbid, physically abusing you, you don't deserve that. I always tell my clients, and I told you guys before, I have three deal breakers in my marriage. Number one, don't hit me. Number two, don't cheat on me. And number three, don't hurt my kids. Okay, number three came along after the kids did, obviously. But... I want you to think about what your deal breakers are in a relationship and if they include cheating and you've tolerated it in your relationship what are you doing should you still be there I don't know it's up to you I wouldn't judge you if you chose to stay I I just personally have major issues and I don't <laughs> when it comes to cheating I'm not interested in a cheater so that's me but what about you have you been cheated on before did you stay did you go are you still are you working on getting out now what's happening tell me all about it in the comments below do you suspect that your husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, narcissist might be cheating on you? If you do, you might be interested in getting proof. And despite the fact that you do have a number of different options, you might resort to spying on your cheating partner. When you're doing that, it's important to know what you're doing. For that reason, I'm going to share you some helpful tips today, okay? So before outlining these tips, I want you to know that there is such a thing as professional help. You can hire a, uh, you know, a private investigator to follow and spy on your cheating partner for you. It's going to be expensive, may or may not be worth it, but it is convenient and safer for most people. Although you might not want to pay for something that you could do on your own, I just want you to know that that is an option you can consider. If you decide to spy on a cheating narcissist for yourself, you've got to maintain your distance. So when you follow them in your car, at a public place, like a shopping mall, Stay as far back as you can without losing them. And if you're seen, understand that you may find yourself being forced to confront the narcissist. Cheaters, narcissists who suspect they're being followed or caught, those people are likely to change their ways or at least the approaches they're taking. So you're not going to get concrete proof if you, if you let yourself be known too early. Speaking of which, don't let the narcissist know that you think they're cheating 
until you have solid proof. Because like I just said, they might change the approaches they're taking, such as where they're meeting and stuff like that. So not letting them know that you know about their cheating is important because that's especially true if you're gonna use this information for like divorce proceedings or anything like that. You need to have concrete proof. So as important as it may be to catch a cheating partner in the act, it's also important not to put yourself in danger. Unfortunately, most cheaters will meet in not necessarily the best places. This is because a lot of them probably mistakenly think they won't run into anyone they know in that case. Always be aware of your surroundings. If you enter into an area that seems unsafe, make sure you just leave. Putting yourself in danger is not worth catching the cheater at that moment. Chances are you will probably have other safer opportunities to catch them in the act in the future, sadly. As important as it feels to catch your cheating partner in the act, it's just, again, it's really important not to put yourself in danger. Keeping your sanity and your safety <laughs> in mind, let someone know what you're doing. A trusted friend or family member, or I don't know, somebody in your span group if you need to be, if you want somebody that understands that isn't going to be over pushy with you. So you can join span at queenbeing.com span if you're interested. But let someone know what you're doing. Let them know about your suspicions and your intent to spy because that way someone knows. If something would happen to you, they would have an idea of what might have happened. But you don't want something to happen to you. So if possible, bring someone with you if you have to do it by yourself or at least someone on the phone, maybe. If you don't want to tell anybody, leave a note in your house or wherever you know someone will find it just to be safe. It might seem like you're going overboard, but you can honestly not be too careful when it comes to cheating, unfamiliar areas, and relationships. We all know that's where a lot of the unfortunate crimes that happen, happen. So when you're spying on your cheating partner, especially when you're married to, it's important to document everything. If you're going to use the affair in your divorce proceedings, there's just nothing like having proof and there's no such thing as too much proof. So get the license plate number that, if you can, of the person that you think they're cheating with. Write down all the meeting locations, take pictures, use video if you can. Until you decide to confront your significant other with proof, keep it in a safe place like a safety deposit box. If you decide to spy on your cheating partner, these points that we just talked about are just a few of the many that you're going to want to take into consideration. So if you find it too difficult or too dangerous, don't forget, you can get a private investigator. It could be expensive, but it could be worth it depending on the reason that you need to know the information. So next thing we're going to talk about is how cheaters use the internet to seek new romance. Because unfortunately, in these day, this day and age, this is what they're doing. If you're in a toxic relationship with a narcissist, you're probably worried about cheating. Cheating is something that as victims and survivors of narcissistic abuse, we're all too familiar with, right? You might have been cheated on in the past and you may have known someone else who has been. Or maybe you just fear cheating because you've heard so many things about it in the media. Everybody carries around a phone these days. Everybody acts like it's our lifeline to the world. I'm not like excluded from that, I do it too. Sure, it's a lifeline to the world, but it's also kind of a death to our relationships if we're not careful. Even those of us who aren't dealing with abusers still have concerns about those things. So when mobile and internet technology is so amazing and awesome, makes our lives so much easier in a bazillion different ways, it also offers a new and quite effective way for not so devoted partners, such as our narcissists, to find people to cheat on us with, not to mention ways to keep it from us. Oh yeah, obviously if you suspect that your partner is cheating on you, you also suspect that they're probably using the internet to do it or at least to facilitate it. Why? Because obviously the internet makes it so easy. You know, there are entire websites devoted to cheating. <laughs> Y'all heard about the Ashley Madison thing, right? 
Yeah, unfortunately for them, and luckily for you, you can sometimes find the information on the computer or on the phone. Now, as for how men and women use the internet to seek romance online, there are a number of different approaches people take. One of them, of course, of course is just plain old social networking websites, Facebook, you know, Twitter, things like that. Of course, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, I could go on. What's important to know is that social networking spaces, you know, like Facebook and stuff like this have obviously, we already know this, increased over the past few years. Uh, just because your partner uses a social networking website, though, it doesn't mean that they're cheating because everybody uses them these days. You have to be careful of profiles you can't see or, act, you know, ex-girlfriends or people you don't know, especially people, ex-boyfriends, whatever. Anybody that you don't know of the opposite sex or you can't figure out where they're connected to could be somebody to worry about. Dating websites are also how a lot of people cheat on the internet. They're more risky than social networking websites for obvious reasons. So if you know that your narcissist is using an online dating site, they obviously have the intention of actually meeting another person. When the affair stops becoming just an emotional affair and then it often becomes a physical affair. Now, for me personally, I'm not even okay with an emotional affair in my relationship, but if that's something you're you're fine with, well, okay. But I, I'm guessing that you're not fine with it. So if you ever find that your partner is using an online dating website, just know they're intending to cheat on you if they're not already cheating on you. That's a real simple way to figure that out. Obviously, the internet does not make it easier for everything, but it kind of does, especially it makes it easier for cheaters to start new romances online. It also makes it easy to catch a cheater online if you know what you're doing. So obviously you can check your internet browser history if you're using the same computer. Of course nowadays people are signing in and signing out uh, on the different computers so if you don't know the password that might be a red flag. Not always. If you're married to an IT person they might not share the passwords easily. I don't know. You can check the history of the browser if, using, if you have access to their computer. You can check their phone history. You can check what they're looking at on Facebook, things like that. You can get a keylogger program. You can use parental control stuff. Well, look, if you think your partner is communicating with someone through um, email or chat room sessions, well, you might be able to see exactly what they're saying through a keylogger, okay? Uh, they can be expensive, but they can provide you with the kind of proof that you need. You can always take a more direct approach too. If your partner's using the computer and acting secretive about it, you can just demand to see what they're looking at. So you can walk over to the computer and immediately, you know what, can I, can I use that for a minute? And then just look at the computer's internet history right then. This can give you what you need to see that they've been looking at, you know, what, what they've been looking at online before giving them time to cover their tracks. Of course, the fact of the matter is that it's unlikely if you're dealing with a narcissist that you're gonna be able to just move them out of their chair, right? We all know that. So how do we use the internet to catch a cheating spouse? If you know or think that your spouse is, is, is cheating on you, there are a lot of different ways. Use the internet to your advantage. It makes it relatively easy for people to develop, as we already talked about, to develop online affairs and potentially more than online affairs. When it comes to doing this though, you might not even know where to begin. So if you don't consider yourself to be computer savvy, the whole process is probably feeling pretty helpless right now. The good news is that you can catch a cheating spouse online and you might be able to do it in a few simple steps depending. Visit all the websites that, that, that you know of that they have email accounts on. Even if you don't have an, a password to get into the account, there are certain things that you can still do. So like most websites like Yahoo and Hotmail will automatically, you know, we already know, log, websites will save the email address, they will even save it so you can log in. So if your partner's main email is the one that, 
you know, if you've checked that, it's fine. You, you know, they may have multiple accounts, and so that's a good way for you to check. Because, like, if you have, if you go in the box and you click inside the box to log in, it'll often show you a drop down of the different accounts that have logged into it. All right, something to think about. And that's if you're sharing a computer, of course. Internet history is a possibility. Most computers allow you to check the websites that were visited within the last week or the last day by opening up a new window. You know, look for porn sites, look for internet dating sites, etc. Be suspicious if there's nothing. That means somebody's been cleared the hi clearing the history. Remember that cheaters research ways, especially online, to not get caught. So clearing the internet history, good sign. If you suspect they're cheating, there are a couple different approaches you can take. Obviously, talk to them if you can. If you found the proof, show them the proof. Then you're going to need to decide together where your relationship wants to go. If you do decide to work on your relationship, you can remember that they know now that, that you know what they're doing online, and that, which may or may not be a good thing. Another one of your options is to use parental controls. <laughs> Treating your spouse like a teenager could incite a, a little anger, especially in a narcissist. So it's kind of a difficult spot. There's nothing worse than them knowing that they have been because it makes your life so much harder. So we've talked before about should you confront the spouse. Well, confront the cheater only if you think it will benefit you in some way and if you have concrete proof. When you're looking to confront someone like this, you can do it whenever you want to. Like if you're ready to do it, you know it's going to be okay, go ahead and do it. But I suggest that you don't waste your breath unless you absolutely need to tell them because when you're, coming, when you're talking to a narcissist, they'll either deny it or they'll say, hell yeah, I've been cheating and I'm leaving it for this person or they'll make you feel bad about yourself for even asking. And y'all know what I'm talking about. They'll twist it around, they'll do the narcissistic flip, and somehow you'll be apologizing for having even found the information. And then you'll be in a terrible place. Don't jump the gun if you're going to confront them. Understand what your proof is that you have. Understand that if you do choose to forgive your cheating spouse of a narcissist, <laughs> or cheating narcissist, you may also want to end the relationship, even if you forgive them because the fact of the matter is it might not ever feel the same to you again. And so unless you're ready to start divorce proceedings, it's sometimes it's best not to say anything and just keep the proof in your hand and give it to your attorney. Most men and women will tell you that they feel more comfortable with more peace of mind when they're able to get their life in order before they spring a divorce. So if you can do it, do it. Just make sure if you're going to leave that you have all of your affairs in order and you're ready to roll before you ask for a divorce. Make sure your finances are in control if you can. Do whatever you need to do to prepare yourself if you're going to leave a cheating narcissist. So I want you to ask yourself a question right now, okay? Should you ever confront a narcissist? And if you do, what's going to happen? Well, does confronting a narcissist help him or her to become a better person? No. Does confronting a narcissist have anything to do with changing the mind of the person involved? No, it doesn't. So before you decide to confront someone with narcissistic personality disorder, I want you to ask yourself, what am I hoping that's going to happen here? What's going to happen if I confront this person? All right, so let's figure that out, shall we? So the first thing I want you to do is look at what is your reason for confronting this person, okay? Understand that if you have just discovered that your partner is a narcissist, you might have a really, really strong urge to confront him or her with information that you've learned. And maybe you're going to do this because you want to hope, you know, you hope that they will recognize that they, you know, have done something to hurt you. You hope 
that they will recognize that, you know, they should be remorseful for their behavior. You hope that they will recognize that, you know, they've done something that they just shouldn't have done, that there's an ethical dilemma here, right? But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. With a narcissist, you're going to be disappointed every single time, all right? So what is it that the narcissist, what's wrong with these people, right? Why do they behave this way? Why can't we confront them? Why can't we say you cheated on me and it's not okay? Why can't we? Let's talk about it. So the narcissist's sense of self, it began developing as a child and unfortunately because of whatever they experienced, whether it was overindulgence or neglect or physical abuse or emotional abuse or too much helicopter parenting, you know, um, they haven't beyond, you know, really developed beyond a teenage, teenager, maybe, maybe they are even still in, you know, like emotional adolescence. Okay. They don't, sometimes you even see like a toddler. I, I, I call them adult toddlers <laughs> inside of a narcissist. And what I mean by that is that, you know, while some types of abusers may eventually see the light, such as someone who is a drug addict or an, um, an alcoholic who becomes sober. Well, sometimes they see the light, right? But with a narcissist, they can't do it. They just, they just don't have the ability to look inside themselves. Does that make any sense? So their sense of self hasn't developed beyond that of a small child for the most part. All right. So before you're consider, you know, thinking about, well, how am I going to do this? You know, you need to decide what you want to get out of it. Okay. So if you're going to confront a narcissist, find out what, what it is that you're trying to get. If you're looking for equality in the relationship, forget about it. It's not going to happen. Okay. If you're looking for, you know, finding significance in the relationship, well, you're going to find plenty, but is the narcissist? Maybe not. All right. Um, if you're looking to figure out what it is, the point is if whatever you're looking for, you need to make sure that it's a feasible thing. And when it comes to a narcissist, the outcome is pretty much going to be one of three things. Okay. Either the narcissist is going to pretend and lie to you and act like they're going to change. This will happen early in relationships usually, or if they feel like you really might leave, they might actually say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I'll change. But then they don't. Another thing that might happen is they might reject you and belittle you and gaslight you and make you think you're really the problem. Or they might go narcissistic injury route where they, they act like you've hurt them and they, they cry and they rage and they get angry and they start throwing things and put nasty stuff on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the, the point is that you need to know what you are doing. You need to know what you're looking for. And you need to understand that if you're in a position where you have little or no choice about living with this person, at least, you know, if you can't leave because of financial issues or you can't leave because you've got kids and you've got to figure out what to do next, you know, don't confront the narcissist if you can't walk away right then. Because when you confront them about something as big as cheating, you put, you threaten their security. Okay. You threaten their security because they lose the ability to get supply from you or they might. You threaten their security for a number of reasons. You need to make sure that if you're going to confront a narcissist, you do so in a safe environment and you do so where you don't have to continue to sleep in the same place they're living in. Okay. All right, let's move forward. So what is it that you can expect if you confront a narcissist? Let's talk about that.
Uh, one of the things that is going to happen is that, like I said, you're going to see narcissistic rage. Uh, it's going to be explosive. It's going to be passive aggressive. It's going to be ugly. Of course, there's the denial factor. They might just straight up lie and deny and bust out the narcissistic injury sometimes. Or they might, you know, call you a liar, twist reality, switch it all up, pretend that they are the victim. We've talked about that just recently, what happens when a narcissist plays the victim and why they do that. So understanding that if you're strong enough to cope with this, then maybe it's okay to bring it up wherever you are, whatever you're doing. But if you're in any danger physically, I need you to be, be okay. I need you to make sure that you don't put yourself in a place to be further hurt by the narcissist, okay? So let's just remember that. If you're in a position where you're being physically abused, I need you to get out before you take any of these tips that I'm sharing, okay? All right, so let's first discover why they go into a narcissistic rage, okay? So they become enraged this way because they believe that they haven't done anything wrong, that they're perfect, that they're beyond reproach, okay? Be the recipient of this type of behavior. You might be having someone be aggressive to you. You might have a narcissist who, you know, does the blame game and the shame game and you know if you confront them about cheating they might turn it around on you and say well maybe if you were more active in, in bed or maybe if you came to me once in a while for sex or maybe you know maybe you're too unattractive or maybe this or maybe that whatever whatever their issue is they, they may turn around their behavior and act like you've had something to do with it listen carefully to me my friends you didn't it's not your fault you feel me okay so Understand that when a narcissist goes into that narcissistic rage, they absolutely are, they cannot be approached. You must not engage them in any way when they're in that rage if you can, okay? At that point, they will not accept any sort of, you know, difference of opinion. They will not, you know, accept any criticism of their actions or of themselves they are incapable during a narcissistic rage of hearing logic they cannot so stop don't don't waste your breath okay if they go into the rage walk out go away from them okay or at least stop engaging all right narcissistic injury of course is a whole other deal now this is any threat real or imagined or perceived or whatever that you know makes a a narcissist feel threatened okay they they react first they get hurt they play the narcissistic injury card and then often they will turn around and, and switch into the rage so they're like oh poor me you're so abusive to me you hurt me so much and then when you you know whether you react or not whatever you do is not acceptable so they flip back into the rage this is gonna happen whether you choose to engage or not so you may as well not if they're going that route it's just going to turn you into someone you don't want to be it's going to put you at their mercy and you don't need to be at their mercy anymore okay narcissistic injury is when you hurt the narcissist sense of self it is when you cause a wound perceived or imagined or real to the narcissist sense of who they are to their grandiosity, to anything that causes them to feel less than what they need to feel in order to be okay, all right? So narcissists need to think they're perfect. And what it all comes down to is that 
if you give them any reason to think that you don't think they're perfect, they look for, you know, ways to tear you down and build themselves back up. Okay. And so they become indignant. They are defensive. They are angry. They are hurt. They do whatever they can. They devalue you. They tear you into little pieces and shreds and spit you out and stomp on you with their shoes in the dirt. Okay. <laughs> Metaphorically speaking. Uh, the point is that you will be subjected to the most severe and harsh and continual forms of emotional abuse that you've ever experienced, not to mention harassment, guilt, blame, all of that stuff, if you try to confront a narcissist. Is it worth it? I don't know. But you've got to have your standards. You've got to know what you'll tolerate and what you won't, okay? That's really important. So let's talk about, you know, reacting to the confrontation okay uh, generally a narcissist will resort to feeling narcissistic rage on a passive level or a passive aggressive level or explosive level okay you can't always know where the rage. some narcissists they have this white hot silence and you can just feel it when they're in the room others have a way of just bleh, vomiting their emotions all over you and then you've got those who just straight up tough I didn't do that whatever I don't know what you're talking about Ugh, narcissists right if you're hoping to have a permanent positive change in behavior you know you have to understand that narcissists need to think they're perfect all right they're going to react badly they're going to react badly that is what happens okay remember so how do you do this? how do you deal with this okay well this is how you confront them all right so the threat of abandoning a narcissist is the worst possible thing you can do, you know. And so if you say to them, I will not tolerate this, I am going to leave you. Okay, well, that's going to slow them down a little bit. Now, if you, if you tell them that, you know, that, that you've hurt, they've hurt you, they will take advantage of that and they, they will not try to stop they will try to make it worse okay if you mirror the narcissist's actions and repeat his words back to you by or her words by threatening back if they threaten you threaten back if they yell you yell back is this productive some people say it is I personally I think you can sometimes shock a narcissist if you've never yelled at them before but in general I think that you will find yourself feeling incredibly frustrated if you have to deal with a narcissist for too long in this way okay so don't waste your breath I'm gonna tell you something different than what everybody else is gonna tell you don't waste your breath say what you need to say and walk away don't expect a rational reaction from them if you're ready to leave because you've been cheated on stand up tell them you're out tell them you know and leave that's it okay if you can't do that leave when they're not looking and be gone and leave them a note and let them know or whatever you want to do don't waste your breath confronting a narcissist about cheating it will not be productive okay questions comments concerns things you want to talk about leave them in the comments below tell me what you think have you tried to confront a narcissist about cheating did it work was it worth your breath let me know maybe I'm wrong here if you have not confronted a narcissist but you're thinking about it 
talk to me about that. Let me know what your thoughts are and maybe I can help you with your situation. Okay. Leave your thoughts and your ideas and your questions below and I may address them in a future video, but I'll definitely respond. All right. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. Oh, one more thing. If you haven't yet checked out the university, go check it out. I've, I've received my first couple of lifetime memberships recently. I'm very excited. Things are going incredibly well and I can't wait to see you there. All right. That's at university.com. All right. I'll see you soon, guys. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. It's my mission to teach others what I know to be true. You really can create the life you want. Take care of your body. Take care of your soul. Nurture the real you and introduce him or her to the world. Be comfortable in your own skin and in your place in this world. Take your spot. Take it now. And the universe will take its cue from you. You feel me? If so, subscribe to my channel. Let's get it done together.